for you and your life? Do you find yourself daydreaming about things you hardly ever get to experience? Do you set goals that you can't wait to achieve and then suddenly realize you're making no headway? You're not alone. So many of us are living a version of our lives that is less than what we deserve. We're ready for more, but the problem is we don't know how to get it. This podcast's intention is to fill you up with tips, tricks, and tools to unlock your motivation, get energized, and begin living a life of your wildest dreams. Let's do this. I'm Ashley, and this is the Sparks Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sparks Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Smith, and I am very excited today to be joined by Albany Busby. Now, typically when I get a bio from someone, I rewrite it, but in this case, it's so perfect that I'm just going to read it as though I was Albany. So (laughs) we're just going to roll right into it here. So Albany says, after being diagnosed with vitiligo over 10 years ago, my life went into disarray. I found myself in a constant depression. It was hard to see any value in my life. I was on the precipice of giving up. But with the determination to understand my circumstances, I didn't. That's when everything changed. As I began my journey towards self-acceptance, my mindset shifted, and I slowly started the process of turning negative into positive. I stopped focusing on how I looked. I began to focus on my potential to love myself again. As my self-acceptance grew, my purpose was born. I became a holistic body image coach because I know how it feels to not engage in your full potential, but want to. This turn of events in my life has fueled my mission to change the way we see ourselves in the world. Today, I take pride in walking side by side with my clients as we engage self-acceptance to love the skin we're in. So good. That could be on a book cover one day. (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Albany. I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for providing that beautiful bio. It gives such a great backstory already. And I feel like so many people can connect with that um, regardless of their life circumstances, you know, learning to accept yourself for who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like we have a lot of good stuff to dig into here. Mm -hmm. So to get started, if you don't mind, we just did like a little summary, but if you could tell us kind of your backstory and how you got to doing this holistic body image coaching that you're doing now. Yeah, thanks. Um, So uh, just, I, so I got vitiligo, I was diagnosed with vitiligo um, a little over 10 years ago, which is an autoimmune disorder where my body attacks itself, causing me um, to lose my pigment. And so I look spotted, you know, I look like parts of me are white and parts of me are brown because I'm African-American. When I got vitiligo, it sent me into a spiral to really be at this place of of change. Either I was going to hit rock bottom or something was going to change. And it it forced me into this self-discovery. And what I realized through that process was that my pain really started many years ago um, from my childhood. I grew up in a town that was mostly white. So I was one of the few Black families. And from a very young age was often pointed out for looking different. Um, from being different, different features. And then I grew quickly. I was very tall at a young age. And then I was overweight as well. You know, and I was always told, um, you know, you're so pretty for a big girl, or if you just lost a few pounds, you'd be so beautiful. And so then in my 20s, I spent a lot of time yo-yo dieting and just like really trying to change myself. I don't think I knew 
I don't think I understood that I was so unhappy in my body. I was so ashamed of my body. I mean, I didn't have the language to identify it, but I always felt out of place. I always felt that I didn't belong. I always felt that I needed to change something physically about myself. And if I could do that, then I would like somehow have this beautiful life and, you know, just like fit in and have confidence and success and love and all these things that you see in magazines, you know, um, and then in my 30s, I lost my son due to a stillbirth. And that uh, a little bit after that is when I was diagnosed with vitiligo. And so now in my 40s, coming full circle, I realized, well, I've always struggled with loving myself just as I was. And my body was a vehicle of my hate, you know, for whatever reason, my body constantly was disappointing me or it just felt like it was never enough. Um, and so I think uh, for me, that journey of just, and then the vitiligo was the final straw that put it all together, you know, of my story and, and, and really just my whole life feeling like I never kind of fit in, in my body. Yeah. Wow. That mm -hmm. is a long journey too. I'm sure. Long journey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it brought me to this point. Um, so I don't regret any of it because um, today you know, like I, I said in my bio, I, I really did turn my, my pain into my purpose. And it's how now I've been able to help so many women step back into their bodies, heal themselves, find their trauma, the beginning of where it starts, which for many of us, it really is in our childhood, if right. we go back and do the work um, and really heal themselves so that they can embrace their body at any size, at any situation, you know, and really just know that they're worthy and they're enough, no matter what they're going through. And um, so I'm so grateful for my journey. Yeah. Yeah. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about how you got from that place where you discovered that it was from your childhood and that everything had been like compounding on over the years. How did you get from there to feeling confident and accepting yourself? Um, even just like internally before you got into coaching? Yeah. Um, so it was a really long journey. It took years. This, um, I tell people is this, and, and even today, I like to always say, I'm still a student, right? I'm always working and always practicing the things I've learned to, it's a lifelong journey. It never stops. But um, so I got to a really depressive state. I, I didn't want to leave my house. I was super embarrassed about the way I looked. Every time I walked outside, I felt like people were staring at me. You know, people would make comments about me. Um, and so it was like a breaking point of like, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in my thirties alone because <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't live like this, you know, I might as well give up or I'm going to use my voice and really let people know how I was feeling. And that's when I just decided to get help. I knew I could not do this on my own first off. Um, and it was really, I, I took the mask off. See, many people didn't know the pain I was in. I pretended like it's okay, but it wasn't, I was hurting. I was eating myself from the inside out, you know, and it was a silent pain that I was going through. Um, when I finally said, I'm not okay and I need help, that is when uh, the, the journey began. Um, and it was small things. So it was one admitting to myself that I wasn't okay, that I didn't have it all together, that I was hurting inside um, and admitting that like I was embarrassed 
by my situation. That was that's hard for people to do to to say they're not okay to say something's wrong. We're we're told we have to have it together. We shouldn't cry. We shouldn't whine or complain. So that was the first thing. Um, and then after that, it was um, let's see, it was just slow slow progress, I guess. I mean, I'm just trying to think back. It really was just admitting that I wasn't okay and then starting to accept where I was, accept that I had vitiligo, accept that I struggled having children, accept that I had been overweight, just accepting who I was um, without, without judgment, you know, without like something being wrong with it. Like I can't control that I, I have this disorder, right? Just accepting the place that I was in. Because if you can accept the place you're in, then you can decide if you need to change or alter something, you know? So it was, it was learning to accept this place. It was, I was in denial. It was like, yeah. I had went 30 years one way. So accepting my truth, accepting this place was very difficult to do. Um, and so after accepting it, it was starting to find gratitude, mm. even when I didn't feel it. Yeah. Because while I felt like life was hopeless, while I felt like my life was for, you know, had forsaken me and like, I was unlucky and no one loved me. And I, you know, um, I was still alive. I was breathing. I had legs. I had a job. I had a home. I had friends. I had family. I had all of these, um, things that I could find joy about. So it was learning how to be joyful in the moment, even if I didn't like the situation I was in, finding the upside to things and slowly starting to change my thinking. Uh, I mean, that's a process in itself, but really just starting to shift the way I saw my life. Yeah. And, li and when I, and little by little, my life shifted and, and through the shift, I was able to see it really has nothing to do with the way I look. It has to do with the way I feel about myself. It had nothing to do actually with my appearance. It had everything to do with the way I felt about my appearance, the way I felt about my experiences, the way I felt about my body. And as I started to really tap into that, I, I realized it was a, a pattern through my whole life. And that's when I was able to go back and start the healing process from my childhood all the way back to where I was and then able to move forward after I did that healing process. That's amazing. I love how you say it was how you felt about it because I think that's so many things. Once you realize you're in charge of your thoughts and yes. you can rewrite what you're thinking, that it makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you get to decide how you perceive things. You that's you control that. You you control your story at mm -hmm. all times. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm noticing too an undercurrent in all of these podcasts. Um, like I have you here talking about vitiligo and your body image growing up. And then I had a makeup artist talking about, you know, wearing makeup as a mask and mm -hmm. uh, even going into just like bad situations in life that aren't related to body image. And every single person yeah. it comes back to accepting yourself and your talents and your abilities as you are. Um, yeah. So that's beautiful that it connects to everything and everyone <laughs> all the time for sure yeah so thank you it's, for it's a universal yes of course 
Yeah. So for you mentioned gratitude, and I know that's such a big one for anyone who does mindfulness practice. Um, is that something that you did um, just in, as your days went along, or is it something you really dedicated yourself to doing like a journal practice or something specific mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So as I started my journey, um, I learned tools. So one mindfulness, and I was like, what the heck is that? I had no idea what that was. Although um, for some people it could be spirituality, it could be their religion, it could be faith, you know, uh, the idea of mindfulness is just like connecting to your body, right? And connecting yeah. all the parts of you, your emotional part, your spiritual part, your mental part, your physical part, putting it all together, and being rooted in that. Um, and I, I didn't know the terminology of what that was at the time. What I knew was I was hurting in all those areas, and none of those areas I had together. So for me, it really started in journaling. And actually I was taught to role play, role play my feelings and speak them out loud. Sometimes we think things like our internal dialogue, right? And it stays here. But when you can speak it, when you can say it out loud, you can release it, you can own it, you can commit to it. There's all these things you can do when you make it true into the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was actually looking in the mirror every day, committing five to 10 minutes every day talking to myself out loud, saying the things I didn't like, and then turning those thoughts around. That was something I had to learn how to do. Like, how, how do you do that? Um, And so every day, and I still do this daily. I, I do it daily. I look at myself every day and I just like love on myself just with gratitude. Like I'm speaking, I'm talking, you know, like, oh my gosh, On my worst day, I have this beautiful family. On my worst day, I'm breathing air. I can try again. Like these are things we take for granted that some people don't even get. And when I started speaking about the tiniest things, you know, that I could find gratefulness for it, it changed everything. It changed the way I thought. And all of a sudden, instead of thinking negatively, I naturally started thinking more positively about my situation. You know, there was hope that is something I didn't have before, you know? And and then I started changing the way I spoke, like my actual language started changing. I went from saying, it's never going to be good. I'm not good enough. I'm so ugly. I'll never find love to, I'm really struggling to love myself right now, but I hope that in the future, I will love myself the way that other people love me. I will see myself the way other people see me, right? And so it's it's, instead of boxing myself in, it started to allow me to see that change was possible. Mm -hmm. And when there's hope, there's possibility for all of these things to come. And that, that, that is uh, that faith, that hope was everything. And that, that for me is how mindfulness started. And then as I got further along in my journey, I understood and read more and learned more and tapped into it. And then journaling came after. I didn't start journaling, um, but journaling came later. And uh, journaling was something I did every day. And, and I did a brain dump because I really didn't know how to journal. I didn't really understand. Yeah. But what I did was just write everything I was feeling down. Right, 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 right. And what I realized is it's a, it's a living record of how you're feeling. Because I could go back months before and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought that. Yeah. I don't think that anymore. And I don't feel that. And that was a win for me and a celebration. And it kept me going. And now journaling I live for it. I don't know how I could not live without it. So 
I love yeah. that. I think there's something so special about going back and reading what you wrote. And I wonder how many people do it. Cause I feel like so often it's just a way to dump things out. But when you do go back, even if like I've been in a low time and I go back and read the positive, I'm like, see, I'm capable of this. I'm capable yeah. of feeling this way about myself. So I know if I keep going and keep trying, I'll get there again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I encourage. And, and if you're not a writer, you can um, video journal. Mm. Like you can just turn on a camera and talk and still go back and refer to those, which is just so powerful, right? It's powerful to see where you've been, where you are, and then know that you can be somewhere else, right? It goes back to that hope and that faith. Absolutely. And I love too, what you said about kind of changing the dialogue with yourself in the mirror. That's something for my Discovering Sparks book club, we're reading the perfection detox. And she talks about Mm. just what you did without reading the perfection Mm -hmm. detox, which is Mm -hmm. um, how our minds are naturally ruminators and we get on a Mm -hmm. negative thing and it propels and propels and propels. And it's Mm -hmm. not until you change that routine. So she talked about like when you're in the shower and that's when you get in a terrible mood thinking about how rough the day can go to change it, that mindfulness place. That's exactly yeah. what you did. And I think it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do it. I do it at the start of my day. Cause I just, I realized for myself when I start my day in this, this mind frame throughout my day, when I'm faced with adversity, mm-hmm. I can click back into it. Cause I've already kind of put myself there, which is helpful. But I think everyone has a point in the day. That's a trigger for them. And whatever that point of the day is, that is where you really tap into your resources, you know, to start shifting your thinking and your internal dialogue. Absolutely. And can you talk a little bit too about like how, I guess how of a process it was, how it might've taken time. Cause I think people can begin and get discouraged by the fact that it's not an immediate overnight shift, you know? No, it's not. Um, so again, let me stress this took years, right? So, uh, and I, I still, I say this to my clients all the time where they're like, and I always say it before we start our sessions, I'm, I say to them, you are going to just have this really powerful feeling. You're going to take off. We're going to start doing these new tools and strategies. You're going to be feel empowered because all of a sudden things in your life are going to shift. And then you're going to hit a wall. Something's going to feel bad. You're going to retreat back to an old way. You're going to get disappointed or you're going to feel exhausted in practicing this over and over again. Like you just don't want to. And I want you to know when you hit those walls to keep going and when you drop it, forgive yourself, pick back up and keep going because it's going to happen because this is something that is not an overnight thing. It's not something that's a month thing. It's not something that's a year thing. It's a life thing. It's a commitment for a positive life change that you want for yourself. And so, and I try and remind them that however old you are, took you all these years to think one way. And now it's going to take all these years to shift that thinking and think a new way. Habits are formed over time. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, for me, it was small changes. I say to someone, you cannot make a huge sweeping shift in your life overnight. So what we're going to do is we focus on tiny little changes, tiny little things that you want to progress in in your life. And we're going to work on that one thing over and over and over again until it becomes so natural that you don't even start thinking about it anymore. You just kind of are on 
autopilot. And, and when you feel that, and when you feel confident in that, we're going to add in something else. And then when you feel confident in that, we're going to add in something else. And that is how you slowly it all comes together. If we tried to shift everything at once, you would just feel overwhelmed. You'd feel like a resistance because how could you do it all? Where do you start? How do you commit? You can't. Yeah. You can't. So what we're going to do is we're going to take an inventory of our life and where we ultimately want to be. And then we're going to start adding little things in to get us there and celebrate along the way. That's what I learned how to do. And that is how all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, wow, your life really is different. And people say to me, like, um, you know, you think this way or you have so much confidence. No, I don't. I love the shit out of myself. I hope I can say shit on oh, your yeah. show, but <laughs> I love myself. I have this full and complete acceptance for who I am. And so when what you see is that love oozing from me, and you might call it confidence. I call it peace, right? Call it what you will, you know, and, and that is learning the tools little by little by little to know that I'm not who I want to be today, but I have the power to get myself there. And I'm just committed. Yeah. I will never go back to that Albany. I will never go back to hiding myself in my house. I tap into that pain. And what keeps me going is knowing who I was and how I never want to feel again. And so wherever I am in life, it can't be worse than where I was. That has kept me going. And so I'm, I'm not perfect, but I know that I have the continue and the, the, the power to continue to get myself to the place I want to be in my life. And that's what keeps me going. And again, it's a commitment of a lifetime. Mm. Yeah, that was such a major pep talk right there. <laughs> You're yeah. pumping me up just talking. Yeah. <laughs> It makes it's, me it's think true. of like, yeah. it, I feel like there's a parallel to, um, even just like fitness, like your brain is a muscle too, and yes. retraining it is going to take time and have to be forever. Like you don't get fit forever, fit forever you know, <laughs> you keep working your whole life to stay healthy or stay fit or stay how you want. You don't just say, Oh, you know, look at these muscles. I'm done. No, if you stop working them, they go back to fat or whatever, you know, so you keep working. It's something you just like commit to, like you brush your teeth, you add in 20 minutes of working out or whatever you, you do, right. It just becomes part of your natural routine. That's where you want to get to. Absolutely. And is that something you've done? Uh, you just mentioned brushing your teeth. I know habit stacking is a big thing, like something you already do, looping, mm -hmm. lumping it in there. Is that something you do or teach about? I do teach it and I do it. Everything I really teach, I've done in my life. So um, I really teach people to shift their cues. So like, let's say they um, want to provide more time to um, like self-care time. So I say like, what are the things that have stopped you? Well, maybe it's the television, it's your phone, right? Like you yep. want to, you scroll. So at night you're going to take your phone and you're going to put it in your drawer. You're going to take out your uh, journal or whatever you use for your, you know, your self-care. It's going to put out on your table next to your bed. You're going to set your timer. You're going to add your schedule. You're going to put it visible near you. So now all of a sudden your old habit would be wake up, get your phone, start scrolling. And then the day starts and you say, I don't have enough time for myself. You have to create that time. So it's little shifts in your day. You can't magically just say, I'm going to spend 20 minutes and I'm going to take care of myself. No, you're not. Because 
in the morning, life happens and then your phone's right there and all these habits you form to not do certain things are in front of you. You don't even know it. You really have to teach your brain what to do. What is it you want? You have to set yourself up for success. It's not enough to say, I'm going to do it. You actually have to take actionable steps to get yourself to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I did that for everything that I wanted in my life. And I still do it and I teach it and I live by it. Habits are huge. That is how you commit to change. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of just the thought of motivation in general. That's something I like to talk a lot about in my own coaching, but I'm curious, um, like you're doing, I guess, how did you build the motivation for this change? Was it just because you'd hit a point that was like, no more? Or how do you, yeah. or how would you suggest <clears throat> people get up to that mm -hmm. level? Yeah. So from, I, I always say you have to find your pain point. What's your why? Yep. If you don't know why you want to change, you'll never stick with it. If it's just something like, oh, you know, I think I want to lose 30 pounds. Why? So that I look better in my jeans. Why? So people will like me better. Why? Like, if you don't have a reason that is something that was, is within you mm. tangible, you will not stick with it. It will become this like fleeting thing, this idea that sounds good, but it's not something that motivates you to really stay with it. So one, it has to be an, an intrinsic goal. If it's for someone else or for something else, it's not going to, you're not going to want to do it because it's not aligned with your value and who you are. But I, I teach um, health promoting habits. So a health promoting habit is whatever you want in life, it's creating something that's going to make you the best you possible. Um, so those are tangible things. So instead of saying like, I want to lose 20 pounds, I, for me, it was, I want to walk up a flight of steps without being out of breath. I want to be able to play with my son longer than five minutes without having to sit down. I have a, a um, I have a, a joint, an illness with my joint. So I want to not be in pain with my joint disease. So these were motivations for me to move my body. So it wasn't about losing 20 pounds. Um, that's a fleeting thought, right? But to be healthier and move my body, well, I could walk 20 minutes a day. I could, um, you know, stretch 20 minutes a day. That didn't feel overwhelming and it felt like something I could do forever. So now moving my body is a non-negotiable in my life, right? Because I know there's these goals, these tangible things that I remember when I get tired or I remember when I feel like discouraged or lazy or whatever, you know, when I feel lazy. So like I say, you know what? My my son's worth it. Mm. Not being in pain is worth it. I remember what it feels like to be in these situations and that motivates me to continue on. So your why has to be so clear and it has to be intrinsic. It has to be something that's going to move you to your better self. So when you get to that wall, which we all do, that wall of like, ugh. I don't want to. You remember what the push is. You visualize what's in front of you and then you keep going. For me to change my life, it was really just being in a place of such discouragement, in a place of, of hatred, of pain, of suffering. And when I, I felt in my growth, or even now, I still have those moments. You know, we are human. When I have those moments of self-doubt, when I, when I have those moments of fear, which we all have, 
I remember what I've gotten through. I remember when I wouldn't leave my house when I was so ashamed of myself to think that I was ashamed of myself. I remember what that felt like to feel like nobody would want me. And I think to myself, Albany, you, you'll never get there. You'll never get there. You deserve so much more. I tap into that. And that's what motivates me to continue to move forward. So it's finding your why. It's finding your pain points. It's finding what you want for yourself, that visualization of the life you deserve and, and, and moving yourself to get there. Man, that is so beautiful the way you said that too. And it's, it's so emotionally based and yeah. I think that's something so important is finding that connection. That's going to actually, like you said, move you yeah. Um, yeah. to change. And I just want to say to people on here don't know, but I will tell them we did, Albie and I did a class together and I just <laughs> always remember in the breakout rooms that you were in, I always got so much more pumped than like <laughs> you're just such an excellent speaker and like, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So I want to move into a little bit of We've talked a little bit about your coaching already, but how did you make the decision to start that? Yeah, well, um, so I was teaching for years and so it just felt like a natural switch, right? Like still helping people. Um, and also I think in my just day-to-day -day life, I've always been someone people came to for advice and, and I was told over and over again, you should coach, you should, you know, you should really do this because, and um, I didn't really know kind of what coaching was, um, but I, I was doing it. I was like serving people and helping people and using my story and using my voice, you know, to the rooftop, sharing it with communities and anywhere I could speak about my story. And so I was kind of already in that path and didn't really know it. So it was just a natural progression. Um, to move into. And I didn't look back. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't look back. No. <laughs> yeah. Forward. Yes, for sure. So let's talk about your Facebook group, body love club. I just want to say mm -hmm. for everyone listening, it's my favorite Facebook group. I no, love it so. every day. You post such thanks. amazing stuff and it really makes you think. Um, and so if you could just tell us a little bit about why you started it and what the goal of it is. Yes. So, um, what I do is when people mostly think about body image, we think about diet culture, we think about like, you know, the patriarchy and like, you know, societal norms and stuff like that. And while yes, all of that is so true, I really, again, promote healthy habits. So I do not think diet culture equals anti-health. Like, I think that you can move your body, you can be healthy, you can think about food, you can think about emotionality. And I think you have to think about all those things. You have to connect your mind, your body, you know, and your emotions. You have to put it all together to really heal. And that is how you find self-acceptance and love, right? And so in my Facebook group and why I wanted to start the group is I wanted a place where as women, we could come together, we could feel safe, we could feel open, we could talk about all the parts of our bodies that are difficult to love. We could show our bodies. We could ask questions. We could vent. We can celebrate. 
and just feel confident enough that wherever we were, there was going to be no judgment. We were going to be filled with compassion and love and um, really learning how to own our emotions, become more aware, um, learn little tips and tools of how we can be more consistent in our life and really start thinking about why we've ended up where we're at. Like, I don't even think we think about that. Like, how did I get here? Who have I been listening to? Is this what I want for myself? Is there something more I want? So we can start questioning uh, and owning where we're at so we can make those effective changes we're looking for in our life. Absolutely. I would say too, my favorite time that you post in there is when it's the vent day. (laughs) Yes. You got to have a vent day. (laughs) I think everyone's got to love it because that post gets so much engagement all the time. Yeah. 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 You got to be able to dump it. Like, um, especially as women, like we hold on to things so much. We're, we're taught that we've got to keep it together. You know, if you're a mom, if you're a daughter, if you're a student, you have to please all these people. You have to show up and you really can't let out how you're feeling. So having a place where you can just let that shit go, get it out so you can move on from it, you know, say it, release it, make it so, so you can move on. Yeah. It's so important. And it feels good too, because I know you say like, don't try and help just be there for these, these ventings. And I think that makes it even better because I think we can often, at least I can feel bad when I vent to people. Cause then I, it's like, they I'm expecting a response, but in this case, it's like, here it is. Just read it and accept me. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's important. And also sometimes we don't want people's opinion. We don't want your help. We just want you to hear us. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. I think oftentimes we don't feel heard. We don't feel seen. I mean, I, I wear so many hats, right? Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an entrepreneur, like I'm a friend, I'm a daughter. And, and sometimes like in, in wearing those hats, which I I'm so grateful for, but I don't feel like I'm heard like just me, just, just see me just, you know? And, um, so it feels good to just be seen sometimes, you know, just be witnessed without anything else. Absolutely. And I feel like there's a lot of Facebook groups too, that, um, you feel, you could feel pressure to, you know, be who that group wants you to be and to like write the correct things. And then in your group, you have like, post a silly face of yourself right now. (laughs) Like who cares what you look like? Yeah. And it's really so freeing and to see everyone do it too. And just feel like we're all here to be goofy and ourselves together. And yeah, like, do you do that for a reason? Is it like to help us accept ourselves and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, cause I do do a lot of posts. Like every week I, I do a post about really questioning something, right? Like let's get deep. Right. And that is uncomfortable, you know, because we're not all at the same place. And for some people, it's easy to be like, yep, yep. And other people are in that journey of denial still. Like yeah. they know they have an issue, but they're not ready to face it because they're, you can get comfortable in your pain. I love playing the victim for many years. Like, if I'm just being honest, it felt really good to be like, I may never have children, which by the way, I have a big headed little six-year-old who's amazing. Right. But I was told I may never have kids and I lost, you know, I had miscarriages. I I had a stillbirth, like, 
you know, so it was, it was really easy. I'm so fat. Nobody loves me. It was really easy to play the victim. I have been a LIGO. My life is over. It felt comfortable. It feels comfortable to complain. And, mm-hmm. and then to think about what, I don't have to stay here. Yeah. You mean that I can change my life? You mean that I don't, I, I don't have to sit here and complain and be miserable, but, but I, 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 I know I say I don't like it, but I do like it mm-hmm. and I can, I can use this. Right. And like, what, if I let this go, what will my life be like? Mm-hmm. And that's scary. As much as we're in the pain, it's scary to think about what life will be like outside of it. Right. What we don't know. So, um, I think in my group, I like to post really serious stuff to get you thinking, but also I want people to know if you're not there, if you're not ready, we're still here. And there's all these parts of us besides the things we need, we know we're struggling with. We are women and we are filled with color. And, and, and so like, let's laugh today. Let's be silly. And you know what, just post a pic with no makeup or post a beautiful pic, post a plant, post what makes you feel good. Like, let's do a little of everything. So I do silly posts, you know, so we can smile and we can just stop for a moment and just like, remember that we're human and that we're connected and that we can enjoy these people. I don't know you, but you know what? You made me laugh with that post. Thank you. You know? Um, and, and then I want women to feel encouraged, encouraged to create their own posts and, and show us what you're doing. It's not me. I, it, I don't have to post like, anyone can do that. You know, we are empowered. Right. And that is kind of why I do a little of what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a free group, right? On, on of course. Everyone yeah. Yeah. Join. Yes. <laughs> join, please tell your friends. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes, everyone. So yeah. please go there, join the Facebook group. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so what's next for you in this whole business? Do you have like tons of ideas? <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I don't know. So uh, I love coaching. I think it's amazing. I also um, do speaking events, um, just telling my story in, in its um, entirety with, uh, with audiences, um, which I, I love speaking. I love sharing my journey because um, I just think that there are so many things that have gotten me to this point. And I think as, a, as many women and just many people can identify that, you know, just not feeling like you're enough, like you haven't been seen, like no matter what your journey is, it could look different than mine, but we still felt the same way. And so I love um, speaking. So continuing that, um, continuing my coaching and just serving and showing up, you know, um, yeah doing my part as, as people have done for me and poured into me to get me to this point. I just want to continue to do that for others. Yeah. That sounds like such an amazing future ahead of you. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. I hope so. Ashe, for sure. Um, so let's move into my last three questions here. Yes. Um, first one is what are you consuming right now? Uh, so, oh my gosh, for me, uh, what have I watched right now? I just, um, I'm binging couples therapy on Showtime, if I must be honest. I don't know that one. Uh, Oh yeah. It's, uh, just couples in therapy and me and my husband, we watch it. It's so great. And then we digest it and talk about it. Like we're therapists afterwards. It's like our, (laughs) it's on season two. So I'm like in my free time obsessing with that. I feel like it's just so good. And it just gives you insight on the way people think and connect to each other. It's just very interesting, which I mean, 
that's what I do. So I love it. Um, yeah. So that's something I'm really into right now. <laughs> it's so that's dorky, amazing. but it's true. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm going to have to go look it up. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not that exciting, but it, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're um, welcome. The second question that I have for you is, so discovering Sparks origin is that um, I like to look for the little sparks throughout my day when I'm having a tough time that might bring a little bit of joy or help set me back on the right track. So I'm just yeah. wondering, what are your sparks? Yeah, my my son, my family, yeah, is is my spark, to be honest with you. When I'm having just a rough day, a, a hug and a kiss and a mommy, yeah. that feels really good to me. And uh, another spark is just nature. I love being outdoors um, when I'm feeling, whew, you know, I had a rough day, just taking a walk or riding my bike, just just kind of feeling the air against me just can reset everything. Absolutely. I'm with you on the nature. Yeah. And your family yeah. is such a beautiful one and something to hold so dear. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, family is everything. So yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You. And final yeah. question for you. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So if someone, if you could give a quick pep talk to someone who wants to follow their dreams, but is a little afraid to get started, what would you say to them? Do it anyways. Like, what's the worst that can happen? It didn't work out. But at least you can say, I tried. I gave it all I got. Just do it anyways. Be afraid and do it anyways. Fear is healthy as long as it doesn't hold you back. So, I mean, yeah, just do it. Just if you know something is in your heart and it's weighing on you to do and you, you want to accomplish something, you want to change something, you have the power. It's, it's up to you and only you. You know, people can support you but it is literally up to you to create the life you want for yourself. And that is it. So do it and keep going when it's hard, when you get into that place of like, I shouldn't have done this. I'm not sure that questioning place, keep going. Mm -hmm. And if you change your mind, awesome. Try something yeah. new. That's what life's about. You can reinvent yourself a billion times. You better just keep working. Absolutely. Just keep going. Don't mm -hmm. wait for anyone's permission. You know? Not at all. Just do it. Not at all. I'm in my 40s and it's like the life I've lived, the things I've done, and now I'm doing it again. Just do it. Just do it. It's never too late. I love it. Nike has it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just do it. You better do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. Um, before we go, if you could just share your where people can find you um, and Ooh, how, yeah. if they want to work with you, how to do that. Yes. Uh, so you can always book a free body at breakthrough call with me and you can find me on my website, which is um, albanybusbycoaching.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, albany.busby. And you can find me on Facebook as, with my group, which is um, facebook.com slash group slash loving body. It's called the body love club. Awesome. And I'll put all of that info in the show notes too. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank this has you. been incredible and empowering and you are just such yes. a treat to listen to. So thank you for oh, joining thank me. Thank you so much. This was awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me.